Welcome to this episode of the Ghostology Podcast. You are about to listen to part two of our interview with John Olson, paranormal investigator and author of the Stranger Bridgerland series. John has spent the last 25 years interviewing and documenting firsthand accounts of those who have witnessed all kinds of strange and unusual phenomena in the western United States. The Stranger Bridgerland series contains first-hand accounts of everything from ghosts, monsters, to glitches in the Matrix, Sasquatch, and UFOs. And now for part two of our interview with John Olson. Is anyone there? We want to make contact with you. We want to share your story. We're going to seek the truth no matter where we find it. Besides Utah, you also seem to be active in Idaho as well. What are some of the stories you have collected here? Um, in Pocatello, uh, I interviewed a, a gal. She didn't live there anymore, but she'd gone to school there. And uh, she told me a story of an older home that she lived in. Uh, she was renting with some other girls in the house, and it was an older place. And the first week she was there, she noticed strange things going on. She was in her room. Um, it was late, and there were heavy footsteps that would walk down the hallway to her room and knock on the door sometimes, and she would open them and nobody would be there. This went on for quite a while. Uh, one night she was down in the in the main parlor area alone, and all of the other girls had gone out for the night, and somebody walked down the stairs she could see, and the, her roommate's finally admitted, yeah, there's there's something here. And she was really freaked out, but couldn't get out of her contract. So she stayed through that school year and had many experiences like that with things moving and just all different things like that going on. But um, then she, as soon as she could get out of her contract, she left and, and went to a newer apartment, she said. So that was definitely one that piqued my interest up there in Pocatello. I was looking through some of your books, and it also looked like you had collected some stories at Idaho State University. Is that correct? Yeah, that would be one of those um, from ISU. Yeah. Isn't that, that's the one in Pocatello, correct? Yeah, that is in Pocatello. Yep, that would be the one. So, um, and as I did, when I interview people and like, for example, when she came to me with this story and um, I went through and started doing some research and, and found that ISU is a very haunted place. It has quite a few um, haunted things on campus as well, uh, like Utah State does, so, which was very fascinating. And it's interesting just because we have a theory that schools... And we look at high schools, we look at middle schools, but also, you know, universities are more haunted than other places, or I should say, maybe more likely to have paranormal activity simply because you have a young population and with poltergeist-like activity, which is associated mm -hmm. with young women, sometimes young men, but young women between the ages of around 10 to you know, mid-20s who are going through puberty and that they naturally attract paranormal experiences. It's, it's interesting that you say that because just last week I had a gentleman contact me and he said, 
we've had some really strange experiences in my house. He said, we've had some things moving. My wife even saw something moving and we're hearing some voices and they weren't there. We've been here for three years. And I said, I said, let me guess that you have at least one teenage daughter. And he kind of laughed and he goes, how did you know that? He says, I have two that just basically turned to teenagers. And I said, yeah, I said, it seems for some reason that kind of stuff can be manifest when uh, even young boys, you know, go into the teenage years. And I gave him some suggestions and everything. And it was interesting that you mentioned that because, yeah, I've noticed that it can be connected to uh, teenagers, you know, that for whatever energy or whatever it is that they carry with them, it seems to enhance what's there. Uh, so definitely, I, I agree with that. So in your last book that was published, uh, you started to broaden out uh, past the West and Idaho and, and Utah, and you're now collecting stories from all over the United States. So if someone was to get your book, what can readers learn from your latest book? I think I think um, what's, what I have learned that's interesting, because um, through the, my last book, as as my books have come out and I've been able to to speak about them on on podcasts like yours, and it's kind of broadened where people are coming from to uh, tell me their story, which is great. I've I've collected from all over the United States. My last book was called Stranger U.S. My new one that is coming out is Beyond Stranger U.S. because I've been lucky enough to get a few stories from Mexico and a few from Canada. I've noticed that. Um, even though a lot of times, a lot of the stories stay very similar, you know, you have movement, you see, you know, apparitions and, and people have experiences that are the same across the board. There also seems to be some cultural things that affect them. Uh, I know that us out in the West, we really have only, you know, at least the, um, the Europeans have only been here for the last hundred, you know, 200 years. And a lot of, of the ghost stories that um, from people that I interview either have to do with, you know, pioneers or things of that nature or spirits in the woods, or even a lot of times Native American spirits, which people have uh, a lot of connection to. And just depending upon, you know, where these people are coming from, I know that one individual that I, I interviewed with that had lived in Mexico, and this is where her story came from, it was uh, associated with a, a spirit like the Llorona and uh, a woman trying to take her child, this spirit. And so each area seems to have similar stuff and then also stuff that directly correlates with their uh, culture, which I think is amazing as well. Yeah, it's funny you say that because in actually one of my books, it's uh, called Ghostology Based on Actual Events. Um, I actually have a story from my grandmother. I know over a podcast, uh, you can't see me, but I'm half Hispanic. I have grandparents who were immigrants from Mexico. But it's funny you, you talk about La Llorona because uh, my grandmother actually told me uh, when, since I was just young, a story that they grew up in a, a town called Piedras Negras, uh, right there on the border with Brownsville, Texas. And when she was growing up, I guess there was some woman, she was kind of crazy, but she would run through the town dressed in white and scaring all the children. Um, oh. And they thought it was La Llorona. And then the men, actually, her father was one of the people that organized a group, and they set like a trap for this lady, and they actually caught her. 
But even after they caught her and they said, hey, you need to stop, you know, scaring everyone in our town, there was still people that swore that it wasn't her, that they had come in contact with this weeping woman, which is La Llorona, what what that means is the weeping woman, and that Mm -hmm. they had actually had contact with this real apparition who, of course, the story is, is that there was this woman and uh, she was in love with a man, but he was rich. And then she married him, but then because he was rich, he kind of left her and she had had his child, but she was so distraught that she actually wound up accidentally drowning the child. And that is why she now cries as this apparition uh, looking for her her drowned child and also her lover that, that left her after that. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I Also, I would mention that People that listen to this podcast know my background is archaeology, and I worked mm-hmm. for 10 years in Central America. And I know for a fact that, especially in certain sites in Guatemala among the Maya, that I was down there working, and some of these sites are way out in the jungle. You can't get to them except by boat. But I always remember going to a few of them and talking to some of the local Guatemalan archaeologists and them telling me that the places were haunted, that uh, they had seen things. And of course, this is something you you do not talk about. Uh, I do know for a fact that there are archaeologists who are on these ancient Maya sites who have seen things. And also, you know, up in the Yucatan, I remember talking to locals who lived near archaeological sites and them telling me stories that there were ghosts in certain archaeological sites and things like that. So love this idea that you're putting into your books about diving deeper into kind of the cultural meanings behind these paranormal experiences that people have all over the world. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's amazing that way. I know that when I interviewed um, this woman and she was talking about this, I, I kind of when I whenever I interview somebody and and I like to go and try and do as much research and everything. And one of the things I remember reading, and I apologize because I can't remember which whether it was the Mayans or uh, one of the other cultures down there, um, but they had this belief that if a woman died in childbirth, that her spirit would be roaming, trying to capture you know small children. Yeah, and, that's... and that was. That is definitely the Aztec. That is, um, the Aztec, that's yeah, right. that's, that's the right. Aztec out of out of uh, Mexico City. Well, their old uh, city of Tenochtitlan. Right, right, yeah, and I and I like I say I apologize. I couldn't remember which one it was associated with, but yeah, um, it was interesting to do that research. Um, I'm kind of like you in the fact that I when I hear something, I like to see where it's connected, where it, it goes from there. I know. Um, here in the valley, uh, I interviewed a gentleman, and he had had. Uh, I know that you guys deal with ghosts and everything, and but this gentleman had seen a creature while hiking, and listening to him, he was very afraid. You know, he had seen this small creature in the middle of the night, but I, I wanted to go back and do research, find out if there's anybody else that had seen it. And I went back and actually through Native American culture, they talk of this very same creature that this gentleman had seen. And and they have a whole oral history about these creatures. So um, like you say, it's it's great to be able to go through when somebody tells you a story. Uh, whether it's um, you know uh, you know somebody speaking German or speaking with a British accent, and try and when you go back and you connect that 
to something that actually happened in the area. It, it just reiterates what they're saying and your belief and, and it all pulls it together. And it's, it's really kind of exciting when that happens. Okay. So I kind of want to step away now from stuff you have found to more of what you have up and coming. So I know in October you're hosting a uh, paranormal highlights convention, I would guess, of some kind uh, mm-hmm. in Utah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Maybe some of the subjects that are going to be, you know, for people who may be interested? Yeah, you bet. So I've got uh, Shannon Legro, uh, who she does all things paranormal. She has her podcast. She also has a television show on. Oh, gosh, now that I said that, it's gone, but um, it'll come back to me. Anyway, I have a lot of speakers coming from um, all over the country that I've met. We're going to be talking all things paranormal. I know that I'll be speaking about my books and my experiences and showing off some of my things that I've collected over the years. There's been times when I've interviewed somebody and they have an object and something's attached to it. And they they have given it to me to take care of. And so I have a few objects that um, I'll be displaying there under glass. We're going to have storytellers there, professional storytellers telling stories about Cache Valley and about uh, all kinds of things like that. I've got from uh, Dr. Meldrum up there in Idaho uh, has given me a cast from the Patterson-Gimlin film. We're going to be presenting that and showing everybody that. It's going to be just a great time of being able to sit down. I've got a lot of speakers that are going to be speaking for hours about their experiences and and some of the crazier things that have happened to them and people that they've interviewed. Um, We're going to have booths with people displaying their ghost hunting equipment and how it works and explaining it and going through everything like that for people that want to come and just learn about it. People who are already, you know, love the paranormal and just be able to learn and just have a great time. We're going to have food. It'll be just an amazing time. Okay. And uh, again, I know it's in October. It's October 9th and it is at the Cache County Event Center. Now, if people want to attend, do they need to buy tickets? Can they just come to the door? What's what's the... So it, it, you'll be able to buy tickets at the door. It's just um, $8 and then children 10 and under are free. And uh, so you'll yep, be able to buy tickets at the door, be the best thing. And um, you'll be able to come in and see all the displays and go through the um, the booths. And we're going to have not too long on the website. If you go to strangerbridgeland.com, you can find our page for the expo. Uh, we'll have lined up the speakers, all of them, and when they will be speaking. So you can pick all of them. You can pick your favorites and and just come in and listen to them uh, talk and, and do their uh, displays and everything. So John, kind of final question here. So I just kind of like to pick people's brains, but in the future, what subject or area would you like to investigate that you haven't already done? Is there kind of a bucket list of areas or subjects that you want to uh, research in the future? So I do have a bucket list of places I want to visit and um, do some research on. I would love to go to the Stanley Hotel. That's definitely at the top of my list. Um, Go spend a couple days there. Just get the vibe. Find people with stories and do some investigating. I love the Queen Mary is definitely on my bucket list. I've seen it a couple times, been close, 
but I'd love to spend a couple nights on the Queen Mary. And um, I would love to do a tour of uh, castles in Scotland. Uh, there's a lot of haunted places there and a lot of history there. That's definitely on my bucket list of things to do. And of course, Kevin and I are just sitting here going, yeah, duh. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is pretty much on everyone's bucket list. Especially right. with Scotland, because I know there is all kinds of stuff there. I don't think you can take right. five steps in any direction without coming across something. Right, exactly. Yeah, and 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 you know that in England it goes clear back to you know even before the Romans got there with uh, the the Celts and and everything is just it's just just rich with the paranormal there. Right. No, it's just kind of funny because again, people they can't really see you or Kevin or I, but I always like to make fun that I'm kind of a mutt because obviously I've talked about my Hispanic side, so I'm half Hispanic, but then I have the last name Brian which, of course, used to be O'Brien. So I've got all these other people, uh, all these other you know ancestors that came from Europe. And so, and I've never been over to Europe. I've been all over the Americas and especially Central America, but I've never been to these places. But I know my wife and I on our bucket list is definitely just going through Europe and just visiting every single old castle, every single old, you know, Roman stuff that you can find in England and, and Germany and all other places. And just my, of course, my wife, she just wants to go see the architecture. I want to go there and bug people about the ghosts and, you know, take my recorders and meters and things like that and see if we can capture anything. But I think Kevin feels the same. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm, I keep thinking, you know, I I couldn't do it all in one trip because there's so many things I would like to do with Europe and 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 through Scotland and and my family is from Denmark and and my mother is actually was born and raised in Denmark and I've been there a couple times when I was younger but I'd definitely like to go back now when I'm older and yeah all of Europe is just an amazing place for for the paranormal. So finally, John. If people want to get your books, what is the easiest way for people to buy your books? So they're available on Amazon. Uh, you can look them up on Amazon under uh, the Stranger Bridgeland book series. Or um, they're also on Kindle on there. And currently I have all but one of them on Audible. So if you're one that just likes to listen to books, they're on there as well. So. Well, John Olson, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. This was a real pleasure, and we would love to talk to you more, maybe in season two. Uh, we're not sure when that will be, but we've had an absolutely great time talking with you and kind of hearing about your experiences. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I love it. You guys do a great job, and, and this is just, it's always fun to talk the paranormal, so... We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Ghostology, and we would encourage you to look for more episodes of Ghostology as we release them. I'm Scott Bryant. And I am Kevin Bowerman. And this is the Ghostology Podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Ghostology, and I invite you to listen to future episodes. If you've liked what you've heard here and would like more Ghostology, you can always look for my books on Amazon.com, all under the title Ghostology. You can also visit our website at ghostology.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.